Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good evening, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to another week of lovely Jaybird watching. I am Craig Bohr, and I am your host this evening. I am here with Adam Corsero and Chris Key. Fellas, how we doing after, uh, you know, the game's already started, so we have a live show during a show again this week. How we feeling? Uh, uh, exactly. <laughs> we won last night. So, so. <laughs> against the Red yeah. Sox that were a wrecking ball, right? Just as much as the Yankees in the last week. And you guys are still kind of like, uh, really? Yes. I need to see <laughs> no optimism. Yeah. Drink more beer. <laughs> there's, there's optimism, I guess, but like, when the pitching started so well and now it's gone basically off a cliff. Um, Only up. Yeah, it, like the the bats are there, which is great. And we, we've been getting some solid contributions uh, on the offensive side from a lot of guys. But like it, it's not like the bullpen went and the starting pitching's been good or the, the starting pitching went for a shit and then the bullpen's been good. It's like as as soon as the bats heated up, the pitching staff just has sunk this team completely. Unless your name is Alec Manoa um, and maybe Adam Simber, um, who, who's been largely good, I guess. He, he's had a couple of stumbles here and there, but whew, boy, do we need Pete Walker to sprinkle some magic dust or something in a hurry i think at this point is hurry up and get some cocaine and get the thing moving but (laughs) or or are we coming to the terms that pete walker's not a savior at all fuck you he Uh, is not i are you just saying that because i wrote that article as the last web last thing i ever wrote on your website like four years ago (laughs) no no i'm just saying people say Pete Walker will fix him. Pete Walker will fix him. Well, <laughs> maybe we're out of the fairy that. dust. <laughs> better start fixing. Yeah, where, where maybe we're a little out of the fairy dust, doing? huh? And we were all guilty of blaming. Well, maybe not all of us. I think Craig actually took a rational approach to this, but Adam, you and I for sure were definitely right on the bandwagon to get rid of Martinez. Um, oh, I was on that too. Uh, <laughs> still don't believe it. All, I don't think all, it's him. Yeah, all all of a sudden that that's turned around, but I, I don't think we necessarily have to have that conversation about Pete Walker yet. Oh no, no, so. no, 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 no! We're not having we aren't having that conversation. We, we Just, have we have to we have to give him some time to to at least work with the staff and figure him out. Like we know that Pete Walker and Matt Bushman are both very good coaches, and they're both highly regarded. Like Pete Walker wouldn't have been coming up in talks for management positions this year if people didn't respect him and think that he was doing a good job um nope. personally do i think that pitchers make good managers no they they do not catchers um do. It, catchers make good managers um john but, Snyder. oh sorry yeah. <laughs> um but yeah I, I i guess you get a little bit of doubt in your mind from that but 
No, no, I, I, I want to be clear. I'm not saying we should fire him or no, 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 I, no. I'm but, just saying I don't think he's this, this guy that just fixes everyone, no matter what. I, I think that's a little bit overstated by people. I, the, the question is, does he have the right tool in the toolbox to fix this shit right now? I don't think so. <laughs> I, I think it, I, I hope so. A lot of it comes down to mechanics, and a lot of it comes down to pure talent. I think Pete Walker is really good at recognizing um, flaws in mechanics. And fixing those, but when it comes down to talent, you can't, like, you can't fuck with location. You kind of can't, right? You either have it or you don't. And especially Kikuchi doesn't seem to be having it right now. Kikuchi has all the talent in the world, though. Like he throws ninety-seven from the left side. If you would just throw his damn fastball, same location, yeah. man. Yeah, he. But he needs case location. in point, case in point, I wanted to get into talking about that series last week, and obviously his start is a big piece to that whole thing, so I want to talk about that sure. start with Kikuchi, because we both went and saw, and... I don't think it we was... want to talk about it, that's why we avoided the subject. <laughs> well, fine then, I'm going to be the one that writes the ship back here to, oh my god, and then we'll have some fun at the end. So, sure. that start, especially, I think that's, I think that game in that series summed up the road trip perfectly, because it was one of those things that just went completely awry, but the game was never really to the point where the Blue Jays were completely out of it, but it was completely thrown a wrench at that beginning of that game, just because Kikuchi had, I wouldn't even say mixed batches as being able to, uh, you know, get the ball across the plate. There was one inning, he looked horrible. Then the next three batters, he would look like a savior, and then he would look like he's garbage again. You know, it was just completely all over the place. And to the other person that I know that two of you are <laughs> were very keen on in our chat the other day, Jose Barrios in a nutshell um, of the ups and downs and the roller coaster has become Toronto Blue Jays pitching in general outside of a few select individuals. And let's just dive into that. Tell me what you guys think of Kikuchi, Barrios, whoever you want to dive into and talk about. Chris, be gentle-ish. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, do you want to, you can go yeah, first I, I'll and I'll this. play off of you. I got you. There it is. Um, I have legitimate concerns with Kikuchi. Um, I'm looking at his, uh, his pitching log right now. The last time he pitched at least six innings was May 16th. Um, since then he's been averaging. I'll tell you exactly how much he's been averaging. Uh, sorry. I just lost it. Um, around four innings. Yeah. Now, you're looking at ideally for a number five starter, which is where I would have penciled him in. You'd want to get at least five from him, or maybe you're satisfied with five. Anything less than that, I think, is a disappointment. And I think it uh, it really speaks to his longevity. I think it speaks to uh, maybe his confidence as well. He doesn't seem comfortable on the mound. That's for damn sure. Um, and I just think he's gotten figured out. He's tossing, he's tossing meatballs up there. And look, Chris, I don't, I don't disagree with you that he, is, he lacks. Sorry, I don't disagree with you that he's talented. He is talented. Mm-hmm. He, there's no lack of talent there. Um, but especially, I mean, I know he just pitched against Milwaukee, but in games against like New York, or uh, I mean, fuck, we lost to the Orioles with him pitching. And the, the was the last time he won a game? Oh, he did beat uh, New York, but that was a. I don't think he really had much to do with that. It was a. 10-9 win, so he didn't factor into that at all. When's the last time he won? He actually won a game. How many wins I'm does he have? I'm trying to get through the logs right now. He's got two wins. Two wins. He's so a 2-4 record, 5-0-8. Gotcha. So he 5. won May 4th. ERA, and May 60 16th. innings almost. May 16th is the last game he he won. And he's mm-hmm. only won two. And the look other this, one before that. 
Baseball okay. Savant page. Okay. <laughs> Average exit okay. velocity one. Hard hit percentage two. X, X, uh, one. Those are supposed to be XCRA, decimals, aren't they? One. <laughs> like, um, I have concerns. I, I don't understand, and I think what a lot of people have said about Kikuchi is, like, why doesn't he throw his fastball more? Like, it's a good pitch. Well, I understand Whoa. that, but, like, he can't throw a slider as well, and his slider, he's been throwing at almost 30%. And if he does get it across the plate, it gets mashed. At least with a 97-mile-an-hour fastball, you have a fighting chance to get weak contact with or some swing and a miss. Adam apparently has had a Adam's light ball moment. Adam's just had his mind blown. <laughs> I'm looking at his StatCast page. Dude, his exit velocity is the bottom 1% of the league. Yeah. Kikuchi's, that is. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you want to you see the mind blow that I just found? If you look at Kikuchi has a negative 0.5 war for the season. You want to know who else on our team has a worse war on that in our starting rotation right now? So he doesn't knock Kevin Biggio. Go ahead. <laughs> because Barrios? he might be a better position. He might be a better pitcher right now. And you are yeah. exactly correct with Barrios right now. He is a negative 0.6. Better whip, more strikeouts. But, oh, my God, it's just I. That's you guys great. know how optimism I am about Barrios just knowing his tenure as a baseball player, watching him in the minor leagues and grow up to be a Minnesota twin, and now being very excited to the fact that he was becoming a Toronto Blue Jay last year. Um, Blue Jays fans have already seen the ups and downs last year even. Now you're looking at this. This isn't an ups and downs anymore, and I'm sorry to say that even I'm getting very panicked to the fact that he's got a lingering injury, something horribly wrong with his mechanics, or whatever it might be that he hasn't figured it out. And I honestly wish they would have just left him in the other day for those 100 pitches just to see if he magically happened to figure something out. Um, I want to say it was Pat Tabler during that announcing, uh, during that game he was actually, he goes, I don't know why they're pulling him out. you got the Red Sox coming this week. Do you want to blow up a bullpen arm, or do you want to just let Jose Barrios go out there and air it out and hope he figures something out? Maybe that was the the low-stress situation he needed to actually just, you know, go for it and figure out what the hell he could tweak with and play with while during a live game instead of batting practices. I'm assuming they wouldn't be trucking him out here like this. If um, his side sessions, his bullpens, his simulated game stuff in between starts was, you know, looking this bad. I'm assuming the blue Jays pitchers or hitters are not teeing him up in practice as much as you know any of this stuff that we saw with the brewers. Mm. Yeah. He ended up tossing 66 that game. Yeah, it's yeah. extremely concerning when you just gave a guy $135 million or whatever they gave him. Yeah. The There's something mentally or whatever it might be that's become a giant hurdle for him because in all reality, yeah, he got the guaranteed money out of that contract, but he wasn't getting a huge promotion on that. He was making pretty good money before he came here, wasn't he? Mm, I don't because think he arbitration. was crazy money. Uh, I didn't go look at his contract okay, but, stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm curious hmm. though. Yeah. I got to tell you, like going back to Kikuchi real quick, um, yeah. I'm looking at, again, his, his Savant page. He's throwing his fastball more than any other pitch, Chris. He's yeah, throwing I that I want 52. Him to throw more, though. I mean, the only other pitch he's using is a slider, and it's, it's about yeah. almost half of the time. Um, I don't know that it's the usage of the fat. I mean, yes, you if that's all he's trucking out, but... I mean, you, uh, when Kikuchi gets into trouble, he shies away from his fastball and goes to yeah. a slider apparently. and he goes to his slider and yeah. he should, he should just keep pounding the zone with the fastball, live and die with it. You throw 97 from the left side. That's a tough pitch to hit. 
Yeah. Uh, and just to be that guy, um, Brios is making about $5 million more than he was last year. Or, yeah. Mm. <laughs> so it, it was a, it doubled his salary for this season and it continues to grow and through and through his free agent year of, you know, being 35 years old from 28 currently. Similar pitches, pitchers to Kikuchi based on velocity and movement. Robbie Ray, 2021. Yeah, really? That's very interesting. And we talked about that when we got him. Was he going to be the equivalent in the aggregate? I think not? it was more of like a reclamation project. I think that's what we were looking at, what yeah. P. Walker can do. Um, but again, they all can't be they all can't be gems here. And it doesn't seem like Kukuchi is. Now, there's time to write the ship in terms of the length of the schedule. But there's not time when you have a disparity of how many games? 12 and a half in front of you from the Yankees. I, I, you're flirting with a half a game with the Red Sox, sure, and you can make up that ground with this series in particular. But I don't know, man. Like I know it's almost July, right? And we are officially 81 left. games today. Is that so, the correct statement? Or very shortly. So, so we're um, I don't know that we have a chance for the division. I think it's fair no, to say don't. that, like, yeah, we got to kiss a goodbye. That whole fact is the fact that not the the, the Blue Jays are. There's already people tweeting out their goddamn magic number for just saying. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, like, the starting pitching has to get back on track in a hurry because let alone having Boston, you have five games in, like, three days again. So the mention we're literally in in seven games or a seven-day, eight-game stretch. Yeah, like, if you don't get your pitching, like, your starting pitching especially figured out for that series in Tampa, holy shit, like, we are going to be screwed. I didn't realize we were playing them five times. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, one's a makeup game. How is it a makeup game? They it's just, a they, makeup game because of the lockout bullshit. Yeah. We were supposed to oh. be playing the Rays and the Orioles during that first week. Okay. Now there's no first week. They're yeah. mixing it into the schedule. Say, they, in they both play at home. How is this possible? <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> what the, the deuce? Um, so. Yeah, you're right, Chris. That's daunting. It's yeah. very daunting. And it's, we, daunting if you look at the run differential running. stuff. Yeah, the Blue Jays right now, if you're looking at what's transpired, we were talking about this a few weeks ago where we were finally, you know, breaking even with where the expected runs and all that kind of stuff was in the standings for us as far as record is concerned. Now the Blue Jays have quote unquote regressed to the point where we're expected to be a 39 and 34 team right now, not a 41 and 32. So I know it's only a few wins when you really talk about it, but we've gotten lucky is what that's saying to have those few extra wins. And this is all based off run differential, who you're playing, all that kind of stuff is that expected record in mm-hmm. the uh, MLB standings for anybody that's listening. It doesn't know about that. So um, extra wins would have been all the difference last year. Correct. So the fact that we're on the better side of that coin right now is good to mm-hmm. your point, Chris. So how do you keep doing that would be the next best thing as far as where this conversation is going, fellas, because we do have to find a way for the Blue Jays to eat innings. And I'm sorry to say it's not just the rotation. The bullpen's been a little off lately, too. Obviously, that's probably circumstantial because of the fact that the bullpen is working more innings just for the fact that they got to cover up, what, cover up what's going on with the starting rotation. But is there anything internally that we were, you know, we talked around a few ideas before here. Is this somebody fine that we hope steps up? Or is this, you know, hoping a prayer to get somebody like we just signed Sergio Romo that is apparently in the Rogers Center today, inactivated, mm. right? So yeah, that, that's anybody really want to talk about that grenade? You, <laughs> mm. 
I, I, I think it very much, like we were just saying, it very much starts with, with this weekend on that. Like, they need to figure out some pitching in a hurry. Or, like, at least guy, if if somebody comes out and they tag four runs in the first inning or two, a starting pitcher or two is going to have to wear it. And if yeah. it just goes right downhill, you got to throw that game in the garbage and just let him still trot out there for four or five innings, um, no matter what happens. Yeah. Um I think it's, uh, it goes especially you're, you're with this not, kind of stretch we're in right now. I, I really like the Sergio Romo thing just because of his track record. And maybe there is a, a different change scenery or something. Like, hopefully that's all it is. Um, he has figured it out in the past. And I, if I remember correctly, he has had some rough years in the past, too, and bounced back very quickly. If memory serves me correct, um, I could be way off with that. But I, it, I, I think that that is the case. At a minimum right now, I think, to where you're going is that he's the veteran presence that maybe some of these young guys need at a minimum. Could be, hopefully. but we, we, don't need, we don't need him to just be a veteran presence. We need him to go out and miss bats um, it is the thing. Um, yeah, but you're hoping he's going to be better with somebody than, like, Gage, for example. He's been very good, but it's a surprise. Because yes. um, you're not – these are the exact type of guys you're going to find right now. You're going to get guys on the waiver wire. Uh, coming through right now that are going to be reclamation projects because I really don't know if you're going to find anyone yet. And, like, let's be honest. Boston's going to be looking for some bullpen help. Tampa's going to be looking for a bullpen help. Uh, Houston's going to be. The Yankees are going to be. The Dodgers are probably going to be looking for it. The Giants, Padres. Like, there's so many more teams that are in it now that, like, there's not as many teams that are going to be willing to give up anything at the trade deadline and you're going to have to pay a king's ransom for just about anything i think this year yeah it's going to be this trade deadline is going to be wild everybody's in it it's what happens yep. when you have more wild card spots so even the teams like the um oh crap i'm trying to think of somebody good here like the white Sox have been tipping on the edge of being a good or a bad team mm-hmm. right we all know that they're better than they've been playing but they're going to push their chips into the table they're not going to go selling anything at the trade deadline mm-hmm. so yeah, I, I also, you guys are a lot more, as Vladdy ropes one right to second, I mean center, um, you guys are a lot more confident in uh, Sergio Romo than I am. And I understand the optics of it. I understand that, um, you know, it, Chris, you're right, that you're not going to find anybody that's necessarily a huge difference maker off the free agent list right now, right? And I think that's asking a lot. And you're probably... I, I mean, you're not going to find anything when it comes to trades because I think a lot of teams that are willing to sell some of their bullpen arms, they want to get maximum value for them. You know, you're you're gambling with them and risking them maybe getting hurt in the process, but you want to get maximum val- value and get a bidding war going come, uh, was it August anyway? So, um, look, I, I, this is a guy that p- played 17 games with Seattle this year. Uh, this is an ERA alert. With it's rough. Eight- 8.16 ERA, how many even up? 18, uh, 13 runs all earned, um, only 11 strikeouts, four walks. It's not terrible. but um, And this is in the AL West. All right. And I understand you got the Astros in there, and you could say what you want about the Angels right now. They might just be frauds for all I know. But I have no confidence that he's going to somehow turn this around against the, the best hitting league in yeah. baseball. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, so... Um, especially with games against Tampa. Yeah, I mean, like, you got to get a chance because he is going back to the West Coast after this. 
right? We're going to to Oakland and then Seattle. So yep. I don't know, man. I'm I'm just not confident in it. it it's worth a shot, but because I, I know what everyone's thinking. What else are you going to do? Because what you have isn't good either. Sure. But the, the the only really internal option, Craig, to answer your initial question that I was thinking of was Nate Pearson. And we have no idea what's going on with that. And, you get a um, lat strain or something, isn't it? Something like that. I'm saying in terms of longevity and his oh. outlook and when he's going to come up, if at all. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, so now you're in the wild card ballpark like we were talking about before the show. You are hoping that somebody like, oh, maybe we'll just grab Yosef Zaleta and bring him up and <laughs> let him throw fucking fire out of the bullpen and hope it makes it. But mind you, he's in single A right now. This is exactly <laughs> so. what happened last year. This is it. And people were calling for Charlie Montoyo's head. And my defense was, what do you want him to do? And the only argument that you can make that he's not fulfilling uh, or not doing a good job managing the team is what you guys have been saying is maybe just let him eat it and leave, leave those starters out there just to preserve bullpen strength. But you're running a like risk. the play over the weekend. I mean, it, and- I don't know that I necessarily disagree with the decision of pulling Barrios against Milwaukee. Um, they were but, out, they were not out of that game, and they almost did come back. They so. did. You're right. You're right. I, I just you're running a risk because if a pitcher just doesn't have it, that disparity might grow a lot. Yeah. Like you, you could have what starts off as like a five zip game. Theoretically, this team should be able to cover that ground. But if that expands to eight, nine, nothing, you're playing with fire. Mm-hmm. So. As I drink because I need to, apparently. <laughs> um, how much of the footage did you guys see of Max Castillo from that Brewers outing? Oh, he was hitting like 95, right? He was one of the guys that I saw in Lansing that I was wondering if he was going to be that Scott Downs-ish guy. He was going to mm. be teetering on the line of starter or bullpen comes out maybe you know the current day Ross Stripling kind of guy I think we saw that perfectly because th- I don't I think he got stuck in this, this first outing as a Blue Jay in a rough spot and it was just not enough time for him really to get out there he just got off the plane all that kind of good stuff you could see the confidence in the fact that he knew he was supposed to be there in that outing against the Brewers the other day yeah yeah they got thrown he got thrown into a game where they were you know way far behind because of the Brio's fun but the fact that he was able to come out there and I believe he pitched three solid innings yeah, Maybe I mean, he's stretched out. Maybe it's just give him a fucking chance in Kikuchi's spot. Let him take one spot start. Hope Kikuchi gets it mentally right. Let him try all the things he needs for a good week span, right, off of the thing. And then maybe that's what unlocks it. And worst case scenario, you know what you have in Max Castillo as a starter at the major league level, or if he just falls back into the bullpen role, eating innings with Trent Thornton. Honestly, I'd ra- I don't think that's a bad idea, but I'd ra- given how thin this bullpen has been stretched, uh, I'd rather just maintain and, uh, a position of strength there if he's going to be one. Because you're right, he was topping like 95. He was he was throwing some some pretty high heat. Um, I'd rather give. So I don't. Is Anthony K? He's available, right? He's not hurt. I think he's coming back or he did just come back i can't remember i got i'm gonna try to actually pull the bison stuff up and what's going on with hatch is he still hurt the rumor is he might be getting a spot start so yeah. he's healthy but he hasn't been exactly doing that well so it'd be you're hoping for the best in that start but these are guys that are getting stretched out as starters anyway in the minor leagues yes 
I'd rather just keep Castillo in the bullpen and give Hatch and K the shot. The shot if if Kikuchi is still gonna pretty much drag ass. <laughs> just to put it lightly, drag yeah. ass. Yeah. Uh, why is this baseball page taking so long? <laughs> Checking it right now for Hatch, yeah. especially. So Hatch has gotten 63 innings this so far this year. He's got a 5.12 ERA. To that point, Casey Lawrence has been the clear-cut best pitcher for the Buffalo Bisons this season with a six, uh, 68 innings pitch at a 1.85 ERA, a sub-one whip, just saying. <laughs> sure. Um, mm-hmm. And then after that, you start getting into the, I would say, the uh, even B-level for our minor league team and the Nick Ag- Nick Algera and the uh, Bowden Francis is guys that are on our 40-man roster. You start throwing those, and that's those are the kind of guys why I didn't have such a problem with if Castillo clicks. I have another another bunch of wave arms that are in that ballpark mm-hmm. that I could bring up and eat up hopefully those same innings like they've been doing over the last week just because the, the starting's been so screwed up. You've had to bring up Casey Lawrence <laughs> in the last week. You had to bring up Max Castillo. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. been, it's been who's next in line to be able to come up from Buffalo. And the fact that we've seen Beasley back up and down 15 times, it seems like it's a good thing we're you know shipping people back and forth between Buffalo and uh, Toronto now for the most part instead of you know Las Vegas because you know the Mike McCoy ship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at um, Anthony Kay's most recent stats. Uh, last time he pitched was June 25th, so a couple days ago, a few days ago. Um, yeah. He only rocked out two innings. Yes. Uh, he only gave up one hit, and he had three strikeouts. So I don't know. If that, to me, screams maybe something happened. Yeah. So I forgot that. It looks oh, like, he's in um, Dunedin. That's why. Okay. Yeah. Probably rehab. Yes. Rehab yeah. start. Yeah. Where you've um, and this is the reason I like the idea of the Max Castillo thing. Not only did he do really well in Buffalo through 30 innings, um, almost 30 innings, got into five games, started three of them, had a .66 ERA, so he was doing really good there. But then the plus on that is fact is that he has thrown 60 innings in minor league baseball as he was pitching with the New Hampshire Fisher Cats, and it was just as equally impressive. So he's thrown yeah. 60 innings strong innings in the minor leagues to the point that there's there if if anything he's the hot hand to try right now you know what i mean yeah yeah you're probably right because hatch hasn't even thrown a pitch yet yeah and right now i would think if um if everything lines up for a start i know that the rumor has been that hatch starts i would rather see castillo get that start and then watch hatch come out of the pen as the lawn guy if he has trouble you know well, he's still, he's still gonna get stretched day. out right because he hasn't he hasn't even had a, a single pitch thrown in 2022 not even anywhere I'm, in the minor i'm looking at thomas hatch he's got 63 innings in 2022 right now for the buffalo bisons really because i'm looking okay they need to update his milb page <laughs> i'm looking oh sorry i'm on his mlb page you're right Sorry. There, uh, there so none go. at the major league level. That makes a little there more sense, Sky. I'm on. <laughs> I'm on there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, if, if that's what you want to do, um, I don't know. I, I just feel like if, if we're going to have Castillo pitch out of the bullpen and he's comfortable with three innings, sure. I mean, you could go the, the opener route, but I don't, I mean, I don't see much success let in them, that. Yeah. Let them both go out there. Let them throw each three or four innings if they can get to it. And then you got your set yourself up to the regular you know, bullpen thing. Well, mm, once okay. or twice through the lineup, call it a day. Yeah, four four wins, four losses for Hatch. Twelve games he's started. 
But until yeah. they make that trade that we are all, all are hoping that they do at some point to get an arm here, but to Chris's point, it is going to cost them a fortune. There's no way about it. We're going to lose one of our catchers for a halfway decent starter or reliever at some point. We are going to probably lose a prospect in that same trade. It, it's, you know, all these things that are going to have to happen. So right now that's where we're going as far as the Toronto Blue Jays starting and built bullpen arms are concerned. I think you guys tend to agree with me. I say and the fact. Sergio Romo is not the savior this bullpen needs, maybe? No, he's not. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's, he's definitely not a savior, but he's another arm to use, right? Correct. Right now, at least it's somebody to throw through the ringer here and hope they get something out of it, right? Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're, you're basically just hoping and praying that he'll give you any kind of salvageable innings um, and, and relying on his past track, record, past track record of being pretty darn good. Um if you don't get it, you can cut ties with him, and you didn't really lose anything in the deal. Um, yeah. So doesn't really so, matter. It, 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 like unless unless he starts, they start trotting him out out in like the eighth inning of a close <clears> ball game, and he starts coughing up major runs, then that's going to be an issue. But if you're just bringing him in right now in the sixth inning of a game that's kind of whatever, yeah, it, it is what it is at that point. Mm-hmm. So to that point, the Blue Jays are leading three to one at the moment as the Blue Jays go into the bottom of the third inning. So the offense is kicked in, guys, and I think we can say that actually pretty efficiently outside of the one shutout game I believe we had in Milwaukee. Yep. So um, to the fact that we've been able to get over some good pitching is the the Brewers are built on pitching. We didn't get all their main guys because Peralta's hurt and so is Brandon Woodruff. But the fact is, they still know how to pick, and we do pitch, and we do face Josh Haters and all that wonderful <laughs> craziness they have coming out of their bullpen between him and Devin Williams. Um, it was a rough road trip between the you know playing there in the what used to be Miller Park, now Family Fun Stadium or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> but it made me want to drink a few beers. Just saying. Uh, so. That road trip didn't leave a lot of optimism, especially after getting trounced by the White Sox. And, guys, we scored a ton of runs in that stretch against the White Sox and the Brewers. But this problem with the pitching is the, the main symptom of why we lost. Are you encouraged, at least, that we figure out the offense and that we are seeing Vladdy, Lourdes, Kirk, Bo, Springer now that he's back in the lineup after his little ding. Um, Chapman. Are you feeling better? And then Chapman has been just murdering the baseball. Thankfully, it's starting to miss people. <laughs> yeah, and, I, I'd feel a lot better if we were winning. Um, but I, I do feel good that the offense is starting to wake up. I think we echoed these sentiments last week, um, especially when it comes to um, guys like Vladdy, guys like uh, Spring. Well, Springer's been... Pretty consistent. He's been our most consistent bat outside yeah. of Alejandro Kirk. Yeah, and you know, of course, Kevin as well. He's just been outstanding. Um, <laughs> that's, that's to be expected. Though I already <laughs> have a side topic for you, Mister Biggio fan. I, 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 I got you. Just <laughs> I'm just saying, he's the savior. I told you, we all should put our faith in. And you guys are like, no, Ryu, Ryu, Ryu. And I was like, okay, I guess. Uh, that was Adam. <laughs> I, I said Kirk, no, that, all right? Not, I'm winning that, that conversation perfect. right now. <laughs> listen, listen, I still say so. 
high on Kirk. I would never say so, Gabriel Marino, ever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, um, Find me uh, <laughs> no, no, I, I, I think my Kirk jersey's to... on its way. Just saying. Yeah, <laughs> I don't... Cool. I hope you got insurance on it. Uh, I, I think that um, <laughs> I think it's it's good that at least one part of the uh, the team is performing well, and that's the offense. It's just got to click at the same time, and I'm running out of faith that it is. But I, I am I happy that we're seeing you know offensive surges. Yes, but they're not resulting in dubs i mean yesterday it did in one game against milwaukee but overall it's just i need to see it on all cylinders yeah so you don't think we're all of a sudden going to be the cleveland indians of old where they had kenny loft and albert bell jim tomey all those guys just bludgeoning opposing pitching to the point where blue jays are going to win every ball game you don't you're not seeing that right now the one thing i've realized about this team and again you can call it a small sample size of what like since 2020 really this this yep. team minus Springer has been together um in Chapman obviously um they are very streaky they're very not streaky. consistently hot mm-hmm. now you could say Vladdy is because of his massive tear last year but I I think we all thought that that type we've of seen he's mortal this year is the cat yeah right? it's not <laughs> oh he's still playing very well but it's not nearly to the still level still an all-star <laughs> yes <laughs> yes, it's not to the consistency that it was last year. Um, it, it's they're streaky hitters, you know. And the thing that I've also noticed is that they're not streaking hot at the same time. Correct. Yeah. Crease. Yeah, they they really need to. Uh, they they really need to start just stringing small hits together. Like this is gonna sound so old school, but like. They bun. really do just need to <laughs> no, not bun. But like they, they really do have to pass the baton and like you see Bo swing like an absolute moron sometimes where he's completely swinging out of his shoes and like he's so much better when he doesn't do that. I, I yeah. know that, that baseball is is a sport where it's all or nothing right now and you're paying for doubles and uh and home runs, but like this team could be so much better if they just had bat to ball and pass the baton. And like I said, I, I understand that I, I sound like an old man right now saying that it sound like every baseball, little league coach baseball, I've ever had. Yeah, <laughs> Like baseball was better when uh, back in the old days, but like, I, I feel like this team, this team is so good at putting the bat on the ball when they just do it, which sounds really basic and, and stupid, but like, when they're not all just hitting home run after home run and home run, like you have guys that are just good hitters on this team. So just be a good hitter. Don't worry about putting the ball on front street. Just be a good hitter and let the guy have faith. That the guy behind you is going to drive you in because there's a pretty damn good chance that you have a really good hitter behind you and he will do just that. Yeah. But I would just happen to stumble like across what just happened. Yeah, yeah. I, I just I didn't say that. Come on, because I was just making a oh, uh, Santiago Espinal had an RBI single. There you go. So I was just going to be, you know, because Chris is talking about small ball and stuff. That uh, Vladdy Guerrero Jr. has three of the hardest hit baseballs in Major League Baseball this year, only to be eclipsed by in the top ten. Anyways, Giancarlo Stanton has five of those. 
<laughs> so seven of the hardest baseballs in all of Major League Base. No, yeah, sorry. Eight of the hardest Major League Baseball hits this year have come from American League East players. So just saying, that's a little nuts. Yeah. And that's not that doesn't that doesn't give a crap about ballpark size when you're hitting the ball over 110 miles an hour. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, where was I going? I was going to mention over the last week is I think I saw that we scored like 70 something runs over the last 10 days and still had a problem and went four and six over the last 10 games. That's pretty uh, rough, boys. Yeah, I'll, I'll do the math right now. One, two, three, four, five. Um, three, four. All right, so I'll do the math right now. So we have run scored. <laughs> I don't have enough three, throws to count that. High. 13, 20, 26, 35, 44, 48, 51, 58 runs we've scored over the past 10 games. Yeah, and we got outscored. Just saying. Uh, we won only three of uh, four of those. Yes. So it's been a rough stretch. So the offense either needs to go up a crazy tick or you need to get, like we said, some contribution in pitching on those days that we're getting that. Because the fact that the opposing pit, pit teams in those 10 games easily probably got the 70 runs because there was days that we got doubled up. There was all sorts yeah. of mess going on. I, I don't think you can ask a whole lot more out of the offense other than to be a little bit more consistent. You need something like that's anything it. out of the pitching right now. You need anything. And like, is this a case that the guys are burned out? I know I brought that up in like the second or third week of April and like people were laughing at me, but like, yeah. this is the byproduct. And like, maybe the all-star break can't come soon enough for this team. Um, so they can have, like a four or five day reset. Like I hope to God Manoa gets to go to the all-star game, but I don't want him throwing a single pitch in LA, (laughs) like not a single pitch. And if Romano somehow goes, I don't want him going anywhere near a ball for those four or five days, like not even close. Yeah. I tend to agree with you and segue points, by the way, because I was going to talk about the all-star voting next. There we go. (laughs) Go (laughs) <laughs> so right now the blue jays i think i'm counting here on so we have three we would have four all-star starters possibly right now with the current all-star game voting leading that way and in the top three how i mind you is behind aaron judge and mike trout is alejandro kirk at 1.8 million votes boys mm, or, yeah. i know that's blue jays fans turning out in spades I think the word's out a little bit in Major League Baseball that Alejandro Kirk is kind of a good hitter. Yeah. Just saying. Because mm. <laughs> I don't think I, 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 I think I told you guys I got in a Twitter battle with a Yankee fan saying that Jose Trevino is the God's gifts to catchers. And it wasn't even by comparison. The fact the guy's not even in the top 10 in any offensive categories in Major League Baseball as a catcher, let alone putting out the kind of gaudy stuff that Alejandro Kirk is. And that's why Kirk is easily doubling him up in votes right now. Um, the next guy, Bo Bichette, would be your shortstop. Vlad Guerrero Jr. would be your first baseman. Um, and then we would have George Springer is technically the third starting outfielder right now with Judge and Trout. Why do I feel like there was another one? Vladdy. Uh. <laughs> he said, he said, I said Vladdy. Okay. <laughs> Um, Vladdy's right up there with Kirk as far as votes too at 1.6 million too. But to that point that Kirk has obviously put in the work this year and producing in spades 
and become the team's cleanup hitter when he is in the lineup. I think it says a lot. So right now that's four all-stars guaranteed. Mm. You know, we're going to probably get one of those two gentlemen that you had mentioned. This might be, I think it was 2016 was the last time the Blue Jays had six starters in the, or six players in the, in the all-star game. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I think that sounds many, yeah. familiar. Yeah. Yes. Cause that year it was Bautista. I want to Bautista Donaldson Hap. Um, Estrada made it. And then I believe that was the year we got one of the guys in on the final vote. Was that the Michael Saunders year in 16? Yes, that was the Saunders year, I believe. Okay. Gotcha. So was that either way? It was one of those two. <laughs> 15, it was the, we had uh, Chris Colabello out in center or on left field. So I'm guessing it wasn't that year. <laughs> um, and just a heads up, Santiago Espinal is second among leading mm. uh, second baseman. Danny Jansen's right up there for um, DH. DH. Yeah, I think that's, that's just funny. Mm. Blue Jays fans I, came out to vote for their team, as is what it is. And Yankees fans and all sorts of other fans are hating on it. Yes. But, <laughs> and after the first uh, the the first vote was released or the first uh, numbers were released, like fan, other teams' fans were uh, were all over it, rioting in the streets. <laughs> and Blue Jays fans just accepted it and pushed even further and just said, "Here you go. Yeah, <laughs> no, we can do that more, <laughs> more." And to that point, uh, honestly, yeah, at first base, I can give you a toss up between any of these guys that are in the first in the top five right now. With Vlad, Ty France has had an amazing year for the Seattle Mariners. Very much a critical critical clutch bat in that lineup for any of the wins that they have. Um, Anthony Rizzo has been a resurgent yeah. force for the Yankees as much as I discussed that whole idea. <laughs> and then Luis Arise for the Twins has been shelling and same thing with Yuli Gulliel doing Yuli Gulliel things. <laughs> so at second base, yeah, as much as I hate to say it, Altuve is going to get the second base thing. Then he's followed by, by Espinal, Andres Jimenez for the Guardians who's had a great year and then glaber torres and trevor story that one i'll give you the wash between the two of them uh torres has figured it out again story has had a great bam all of a sudden to his season but he's fallen mm-hmm. off a cliff again so <laughs> sorry <Bless you. laughs> there but then to the fact that you know you have jose ramirez and rafael devers basically fighting it out at third base yeah there's nobody beating the two of them. I don't care how many votes matt chapman should get i don't think he should be on the all-star team no no um <laughs> Nope. Same thing with, I'm sorry to say, Alec Bregman, you haven't earned anything for an all-star vote. And DJ LeMahieu has had a rough season for the Yankees, who's currently the fourth spot in the third base. Um, I will give you the wash that, honestly, if Tim Anderson didn't get hurt at shortstop, guys, I think he'd be right up there in votes with Boba Shett because he was on a hell of a okay. tear before he got hurt. And then he's yeah. come back and picked right back up where he left off. Xander Bogart's having a normal season for him. And Jeremy Pena and Isaac have kind of for left, uh, have had good seasons for their teams. But, and then, like I said, I already said the three outfield stars would be judge trout and Springer. You look at the guys that are following them on their obvious blue Jays picks. And, but see Oscar Hernandez hasn't played enough in my opinion, to even be on this list, but yeah. that's blue Jays fandom at its best right there for you. But Giancarlo Stanton's had a hell of a year and Taylor Ward. I would have loved to see sneak in as a, all-star for the angels had a great year so far. So, and that's really the field you're looking at. So those positions where the blue Jays are winning, 
if you're looking at the that is your collective, you know, this is your competition at each one of those positions. I don't think there's anything rough there. I think the Blue Jays actually edge out a lot of those guys, regardless of the fandom. If this was something that the players were voting on, or they had a weight in on it other than the fans, so I think all those guys deserve to be there in that voting system there. So, not to mention, it's supposed to be what the fans want to see. All the guys that make the bench, and the reason the bench is so damn big at the All-Star game is why you get everybody else in there. And I think that's where we'll sneak that other guy in, plus a starter or a closer. To your point, those two guys deserve (laughs) to make it. I don't know that I want them there for the same reasons Chris said. Um, It's the same reason why I don't like NBA players playing in the three-point contest. I just don't want them there. To that point, though. Um, what was I going to fucking say? I know Vlad said he's not going to come out and do the home run derby. I don't, wouldn't, want, wouldn't want Kirk doing it, even though I've seen him hit home runs in a very similar home run derby-like fashion down in uh, the Meyer Leagues. I think he would do a lot better than people would think in that competition. But <laughs> is that the thing that tips Bo over the edge and lets him go nuts, or is it break him? Um, but to that point, I think getting – if you're Alec Manoa right now, and you get voted into the all-star game and you know, you've been working as hard as it is. His confidence is already guys like all the mm-hmm. way to fuck at the stratosphere. Do you think There's that a- takes him even to another level? If he just goes, that's right. I validated that shit. <laughs> Gone, There's a you know? damn good chance that he starts. There is a very damn good chance that he starts. So he's definitely a- in that conversation at top three starters in the, in the American league. Anyways, like who else would like? Would they let Shohei start? He hasn't been. Sh- I don't even want to make that argument. <laughs> so he's been good. Don't get me wrong. You see what he did last week? Last week was last one of week was incredible. <laughs> but time performances by any player ever. But that's like, how his stuff is. He'll have one amazing start like that, and then he'll have what I'll say are normal starts. To me, he strikes me as like Tom Glavin. You know, he's, you know, he's doing good work, but is he Greg Maddox? <laughs> you know, I don't even think he has so, to be. Like, I don't think he has to be when he's playing offense too. You know, that's just how it is. <laughs> I would love for Otani to start like to start for the AL and look, I'll do you one better. You want Manoa to have awesome confidence? Be like, yeah, I earned it. I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks for the validation. Hundred <laughs> percent. I'm going to the Not beach, bitches. It. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I think there's no he'll chance play. that he, that he doesn't go. No, I know. Of um, course, he'll, he'll go. He'll play and he'll dominate and do wonderful things. Or there's no doubt in my mind. But uh, as somebody that cares about this team and and, and seeing kind of the tra- trends of what's going on, even one inning, save those bullets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, Toss cookies. Well, don't yeah. because it might throw you off. But but go out and have fun. Just have a bullpen session. Yeah, like a sidearm. That's, That's it. Yeah. Side sesh. Mm-hmm. I was trying to pull up who uh, some of the other projected uh, starting pitchers are, but actually, the one I actually like that Logan Gilbert for the Mariners has had a hell of a season too. Just like Manoa, same kind of argument. Young mm-hmm. guy having a monster season. Look, I'm going to be honest, too. Um, maybe I'm in the minority in this, and Chris, I'll take away the uh, the old man screaming at clouds narrative. Um, I I hate the voting process. I, I don't yeah. necessarily... I like how you know fans are involved here, but at the same time, 
I mean, sometimes you get players that just don't belong in there. And they, and just because fans are, you know, they're fickle beasts. But yeah. I just I don't I, I don't like the process. I think that's something you gotta earn. And how do you how do you fix it then? Uh do you let vote. the players vote personally? Yeah. League vote. I, I think it makes a player vote in. That's yeah. waiting. To yeah. fan votes. Like it's seventy five percent with a twenty five percent player vote or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> But to that point, I think this year's ballot's actually shaping up pretty good. Or, yeah, or do I don't you, or do this you is an let, exception, Or do you let, let the players pick the starters, and then the fan vote picks the rest of the squad? Sure. The bench, yeah. Fill out the bench. That's fine. But, like, do you... Okay. I'm going to say something controversial. Here it comes. <laughs> Are we sure Bo Bichette is an all-star? A starting no. all-star? No. Yeah, I don't think he deserves it. No. I think he deserves to be on the team. I agree. But I, with that. I, I don't yeah. know that he deserves to start. I'd put well, Story's playing second. I can't vote Story. Like, he he wouldn't play shortstop anyway. But yeah. um, but his Bogarts right now, I'd say him and Bogarts are right here. But then yeah. because of Tim Anderson, I think you have that third person that's in there at that same level too. But like I said, he got hurt and it hurt his yeah voting outside of Chicago. I think a little bit, you know. Yeah. But to that point, Tim Anderson, I would love to see starting in an All Star game. Guy's yeah. fun to watch. I, I just, mm-hmm. I like the fact that Bobasha is, you know, on the starting right now, or at least projected to be right now. Uh, it's going to probably not help the Blue Jays in terms of their aspirations to get a, an extension done without, you know, this is probably <laughs> going to cost them a couple million on the books. But at the same time, I don't know. I just, I'm just not a fan of the process. Mm-hmm. Let the league decide the starters and let the fans fill out the bench. That's yeah. fair. There you go. So, fellas. Um, is there anything else you would like to add on any of those topics before we do picks to click and s- cement a new default pick for Mr. Panikar? <laughs> because nope. uh, Ryu is no longer uh, going to be here this season. <laughs> I think so, his, new ba- his new baby is Barrios then, is it not? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He might have, is he the one that's been like me and preaching that whole idea that he's going to be fine? Don't worry about it. Just keep mm-hmm. moving. No, I, I he said that he was concerned about him, but he's been on the Brios train for for quite a while. There you go. I would have said that I would have locked him in at Danny Jansen if he was back, but he's at least a week away still, it sounds like. But it sounded like he's actually trending in the proper direction during yesterday's broadcast. He's hitting, he's fielding, he's taking batting practice, all that kind of good stuff. So he's probably going to do a rehab start somewhere in the minor leagues in the next week or two, I would think. So there's another fun conversation we get to have. <laughs> well, enjoy Mourinho. with all these can. catchers. <laughs> Mourinho's going to get sent down. That's what's going to happen. I'm believing that more and more every day, regardless of the fact that he looks like he belongs. Mm-hmm. Right now, you just don't have anywhere to put him with Kirk being on fire. And look, Jansen's a everyday defensive catcher. That's all right. Knows the staff. There's just. Oh, yeah. Where do you get at bats from Mourinho in that mix, especially with Jano, if he comes back and does anything like he's done the last two times he's actually been allow- allowed to play? <laughs> they love him. So, they love Daniel All right. Johnson. I will pencil in Barrios shortly here. But let's talk last week. And this is a rough week for us to even be having this conversation <laughs> because the Blue Jays went a whole four and six over the last 10 games and whatnot. And I basically think the road trip was 
since last week we won two games. The last show, anyway. <laughs> yeah. So everybody picking four and two and three and three, just throw those tiebreakers out. <laughs> yep. Get them out. There. Um, I had Alejandro Kirk. Chris, you had Tay Oscar, who had a pretty decent week too. As, um, Adam, you had Vlad. That was your cheat code pick. And then uh, Brendan had Gosman. So Gosman had a really good start yesterday, but I don't think he had such a good start against the Brewers the other day. It was kind of up and downy again. Um, Vlad has been the reinsurgence of Vlad again, where Tay Oscar's been fixing games with good and bad. Um, Kirk had a good stretch too. I was was it them saying that that uh, I forget who won the player of the week yes last week, but it was because he got beat out basically because he was batting like five hundred. I forget who the guy that we were talking about. Was it Paredes for the Rays? Hey, right now. Can't remember, but hey, I'll let you two fight out the vote. <laughs> the week. Uh I think it falls down yeah, to Paredes, Vlad, and, yeah. uh, Paredes, Vlad and Kirk yeah. in that conversation more for the I last say, seven days. I would say Kirk. He's just Chris, I'm going to let you be the uh, fun-loving tiebreaker. <laughs> yeah, you going to let me tie it all up? Yeah, sure, why not? Let's make it fun. <laughs> We're starting back at zero, boys. Yeah. Everybody's got three wins. So there you go. So... I guess that means I get to go. I won two weeks in a row. Shit. There you go. And I think if we're going to use Vlad as a cheat code, I think everybody's used him once now. Recycle. I was thinking we can use him like a mulligan in golf. You get one until everybody gets it. Okay. <laughs> and actually, I am wrong. Brendan Panikar has not picked Vlad yet this season. Oh, well, wow. so okay. until I'm looking at the stats right here, my friends. All right, fine. Big old, big old goose egg with uh, Brennan with uh, Vlad in there. So he's won with Springer, Teo, and Manoa the one week. And that was like basically, I think, the only time. Oh, I take that. We've won twice with Manoa this year. Oh. So, so that's two weeks that Manoa's been uh, your winner. <laughs> he's become the cheat code. Yeah. I think I'm going to ride Chapman. He's been looking hot. I'm going to go okay. with that one. Not bad. My turn? Uh, yeah, go for it. Sergio Romo. No. Um, <laughs> Sergio Romo, he says. <laughs> I will pick... Hmm. Teo. Josver Yo- Silueta. Got it. <laughs> I'll go with Teo. Going with Teo. All right, Chris. It's your turn. You're going to prick Brios, <sighs> right? New. I will save <laughs> that for Brendan. He is all about that. Um, <laughs> see this. I would normally with five games coming up against Tampa. I would normally choose Danny Jansen. Hmm. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> because he typically mashes Tampa pitching. Yeah. So in that case, I'll take Mourinho. Okay. Ooh, there it is. Just going to go and get him in the aggregate, huh? Yeah, why not? Has he hit a home run yet? He has not, but he's had a he couple of screamers. Weekend. He will this week. So, 
Let's go for the tiebreaker here, boys, so we can talk up the summary of what comes in the week here. We are finishing up the Boston Red Sox series tomorrow on Alec Manoa Design T-Shirt Day. Just saying. (laughs) (laughs) And he will be starting. Um, They're currently winning against the Red Sox three to nothing. So there might be a, oh, sorry, four to one. Nice of the lie to me on the the schedule. (laughs) So we got the two games against the Red Sox, and then we have five. Yes, count it. Five against the Tampa Bay Rays in Toronto, thank God, before we go to Oakland next week. So we have two, five, and a single game against the Oakland A's. So that's eight games. What do you think we're going to be doing over those series? And uh, Chris, it's your your turn to go first. Yeah. Uh, So we got two against Boston, including tonight. Five, and then one. Got the man on the hill tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. Same. So Tampa Bay, you're going to see everybody once. Yeah, that's out. fucking terrifying. <laughs> Bang head up against the desk. Hope for best. <laughs> Two and five. Oosh. So how do you think that's going to break out? And actually, you're a game short. Oh, am I? It's eight games. Is it? Right. No. You count two, tonight. Yeah. One, two, two and three. Yeah, sorry, I double dipped on the Rays game when I flipped pages. So yes, two yeah. and five. <laughs> Are we re- wait? Okay. We're recording next Tuesday. You would count the yep. A's game the Monday. Yeah. Oh, we're playing the A's. Three yeah, and four. Yes, you're playing the A's. Three. Sorry, three and four. <laughs> and someday we'll learn to add. Anyway. <laughs> there is eight. I still there thought that was eight. eight. Yeah. One, two, three. There are. There are. It, it's eight. Tonight. So there are eight. Yes. So, Chris, then uh, you could add one onto your win column or your loss column. Four and four, then. Fuck it. Four and four. Fuck it. Four and four. Optimism at 500. (laughs) Mr. Corsair. There it is. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. (laughs) So. Just remember, fish are friends, not food. I'm not 100% confident that they win tonight, but I am confident that they win tomorrow. So. I'll take that one. Oh, God. I think they beat Oakland. So that's at least two. <sighs> Three and five. So I guess I'm going to be the only optimist in the group because I think we're going to be able to go five and three. <laughs> you, I, I think they only take one. That's me Tampa. splitting. That's me winning two against Tampa. And then sweeping the Red Sox because I'm a Noah tomorrow, and I've been liking what I've been seeing so far tonight. I'm mm. being optimistic about tonight more than anything. And then we damn well better beat the A's. Just saying. Although they pushed the Yankees to the limits over the last couple of days too, so I don't know how the fuck the Yankees came back last night. I'm just gonna be that guy and says it. <laughs> and it's on the road, right? And there's no travel day in between. Correct. So no travel day to go all the way across the country. <laughs> so. It's going to be fun. Not to mention, I'm hoping that the home field advantage this weekend against the Rays, the Canada Day weekend, fellas, gives us some good boosts in the stands and lights a fire under this team's offense and hopefully the pitching, too. So, I hope so. I hope. Anything else, gentlemen, before we say happy Canada Day to everybody and a Let's Go Blue Jays chant like we usually do? <laughs> uh, no, other than this is a this series against Tampa is going to be this is a make or break for where vital. you want to be. Mm-hmm. 
Like, yeah. it's weird to say that at the beginning of July, but this is, like, make or break time. Halfway through the season, this is getting to put up or shut up time. Yeah. And we only have this these couple of weeks here are basically the last time we play the division until we get to crunch time. Mm-hmm. So any games that we can do here to steal some of these wins from them does help us immensely. And then hopefully in the midst of this time between then and there, we can beat up on some of these other teams as we'll play some of the lower inner league division matchups and stuff like that to be able to hopefully get that all back into place and get us back in the right part of the win column and making us feel a little bit more confident and hopefully the team feeling a little bit more confident before they have to worry about bludgeoning the uh, Rays, Red Sox, and Yankees again to finish off the season. So, fellas, thank you very much for coming back as like always. I'm sorry to say Brennan Panikar is busy at certain other sporting events. <laughs> he's at the ball game. He's, he's, he's at, the, at game. the ball game. I thought he's he was at the. I, for some reason, I was thinking it was a Canadian football game, and I'm like, it's a fucking Tuesday night. No. <laughs> so no. I couldn't remember. So to it's that point, Brendan, real. we hope you're enjoying a soon-to-be win for the Blue Jays. But until next week, make sure you catch us here live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and funny enough, even on LinkedIn, if you feel like being a little bit more professional with your tie and everything. And finding us and tune in live Tuesdays. Uh, make sure you check us out on anywhere you get your podcasting pleasures from, whether it's Spotify, Google Podcast, any and all of the above. And we are the official podcast of Jay's Journal, part of Fansided, and our friends over at Stadium Scene. Make sure you can check them out as well. Until next time, boys, two claps and a Ric Flair. Let's do it. Let's go, Blue Let's Jays. go, Blue Jays. Have a happy Canada Day weekend and Independence Day, people south of the border. Cheers. <laughs> Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.